there, and welcome to the Financial Fix-Up Podcast, where we learn to live well on our actual income. I'm your host, Sarah Brumley, and I'm so excited to share my experiences, practical tips and tricks, and much, much more as we aim for success in achieving our biggest goals without taking on that second job. Are you with me? If so, let's get started. there. I'm Sarah Brumley, and I'm so happy you've taken the time to join me today as we focus on learning to live well on our actual income and helping others do the same as well. Trust me, I know it's not always easy, but it's totally worth it. So I'm hoping you'll join me in the weeks and months to come as we embrace the small ways we can do just that here on the Lemon Blessings Financial Fix-Up Podcast. For those of you I haven't met before, hey, I'm the face behind the Lemon Blessings blog found at LemonBlessings.com. It's been about a year and a half or so since it started with the purpose of simply helping families maintain their homes, relationships, and finances. Over time, though, it quickly became clear to me that the struggles that families have, probably like yours and definitely like mine, and the questions we really all want answered all tie back to one thing, our finances. So about a year ago... Lemon Blessings took the turn toward educating families in practical finance. You know, those things that we all wish we had learned before we made all of those bad mistakes in our early 20s and 30s? And that's why I'm here today talking to you on this podcast, because you asked for it. You wanted to know how to get your finances in order, and you wanted practical tips that don't require you to go out and get that second income. Can I just say that I'm proud of you? I know it's likely that you've been struggling for years to put together a budget that works for you and your family. If I had to guess, I'd say that you are frustrated, that you thought you'd be in a much different place in this time of your life than you actually are. I'd bet that you are desperate for a change, but really don't know which direction is up anymore, or if what you are doing right now will really matter in the long term. Friend, I've been there. And while I won't ever say that I've been through exactly what you have, I've seen a lot, and I'm hopeful that together we can achieve our long-term goals with the incomes we currently have. I believe it's possible, and I hope you do too. I thought this Get to Know You episode would be the perfect opportunity to share my story. Of course, I wish I could be sitting across the table from you at Starbucks, listening to yours as well. But for now, I'll just do the talking. My husband Justin and I married almost 13 years ago. At the time, we had thousands of dollars each in credit card bills, tens of thousands of dollars of student loans, and what seemed to be a never-ending stream of medical debt. We made very little just starting out, and at times, we really struggled to make the minimum payments on everything and purchase groceries as well. Knowing something had to change, we put together a very basic budget plan on a piece of notebook paper. And by basic, I mean basic. The rent payment for our tiny 550-square-foot apartment took up most of our income, and the rest was delegated to utilities, internet, and groceries. Thankfully, we had a family member that paid for our cell phone bill, or that wouldn't have been a possibility for us. Honestly, that basic budget didn't work well. I'd like to say it was the fact that we had more expenses than income, But mostly, it just didn't work because we really didn't know what we were doing. 
All of my research pointed us to tips and tricks we could use, but without the option of picking up another income, so many of those strategies just didn't apply to us. Do you ever feel that way? Do you ever take the time to look for resources that might help you in your current financial situation only to realize that the majority of them focus on having a second job or working to all hours of the night on a side hustle? We didn't have the option of a second job in our small town. Sure, I picked up occasional hours at the local coffee shop and a few substitute teaching days here and there, but it wasn't consistent and honestly, it didn't make a difference with regard to our budget. Why? Well, while we made every effort to stick to that budget plan, we just really didn't know how to budget. In my opinion, and it made sense to me at the time, if we wrote down all of the amounts that we had to pay in bills each month and then split the rest into grocery and spending money, then we'd be able to make the plan work, right? And honestly, there wasn't much spending money, so we don't even really need to go there. But the plan didn't work. It was all great in theory, but there were so many parts that I hadn't considered. I hadn't considered the emergencies that would come up. The incidental expenses, such as vet bills for our cats or car issues. And I hadn't even considered the increase in the utility bill in the wintertime. Too many months we'd run out of the money by the third week, And if our credit card wasn't already maxed out, we'd put the rest of that month's expenses on the card. Most months, we had at least one overdraft fee from a charge hitting our bank account with no money in it. By the way, if you hear my cat in the background, it's because she's my little partner in crime here and she's excited to contribute. But anyways, so where was I? The tipping point for us in our own financial situation was when our car broke down. At the time, it was our only working vehicle, and we didn't have a choice but to get it fixed. I took it to a local shop, and their estimate to fix it was $1,142.89. $1,142.89. I remember that number clearly, because when she said it, I really thought I was going to be sick. If we cleared out every one of our bank accounts, cashed a savings bond my husband had, and depleted our cash reserves, the jar of coins used for emergency expenses that I put underneath the bed, even then, we would just barely be able to pay that bill. The look on the face of the lady at the car shop the next day is one I will never forget. I'd been to two banks We'd cashed the savings bond, and I'd counted out the change. She eyed that huge stack of cash I had in hand, and she didn't look too pleased about it. I don't think she'd had anyone paying cash for a long time, and when I handed her the exact change, she just shook her head and told me to keep the 89 cents because it was obvious I'd cleared out my piggy bank. It was embarrassing. And honestly, it's still kind of embarrassing to remember. But more than that, it was so frustrating. And yet it was the truth. We'd cleared out everything and weren't exactly sure how we were going to make it all work going forward. That was the day I vowed things would be different. 
I'd figure out this budgeting thing and we'd get out from under the financial mess that we'd created for ourselves. But you know what? It didn't happen overnight. I think I kind of knew at the time that it was going to be a long process, but it became obvious that we hadn't gotten ourselves into this mess overnight, and it was going to take a long time to clean it all up. It did get better, actually almost immediately. Just the idea that we were making progress towards a better future for ourselves pitted me and Justin against all of our bad habits. Suddenly, we were working together as a team. We switched to cash, and while it didn't mean that the money lasted until the end of every month, it did mean that we saved ourselves a lot, a lot of heartache when it came to bank fees. I started tucking away a few dollars here and there in a jar that no one knew about, and that quickly morphed into our emergency fund. It was small, but it was something. We'd started shopping with a grocery list. We planned our meals out ahead of time, and like we had been, we stayed away from eating out. We cut up the credit cards. That was a scary day, but it was totally worth it. We were making progress, even though it was little, but it wasn't perfect. We started to recognize that the medical bills we were constantly drowning in were a result of picking the wrong insurance plan. You see, every six months, Justin needed a cancer screening to ensure he was still cancer-free, and that typically resulted in thousands of dollars owed each time. We learned about putting together payment plans pretty early on, but it still didn't take away the sinking feeling that we'd be paying those medical bills for the rest of our lives. The researcher in me knew there had to be a better solution, so when our open enrollment came up that year, we were able to determine more realistically which plan was right for us. You see, we'd been looking at the monthly premium only, but over the long term, we managed to save a significant amount of money by picking a plan based on all of the other factors involved, not just that monthly premium. Despite the frustration those medical bills caused in the early years, I'm so grateful for the learning experience, and I hope to share more with you in the future. In addition to the medical bills was the massive amount of student loan debt. Can I just say completely honestly that student loans are a dangerous trap to fall into? I know that a lot of people will likely disagree with me on that, and we'll have a lot more discussion on the topic in future episodes, but I just want you to know from the bottom of my heart that I believe that paying for your education with any other method is better than taking on a loan to do so. You can take it slow. You can pay for it as you go along, check out scholarships and grants, and look for less expensive alternatives if you don't have the opportunity to take out grants or scholarships. Just in my opinion, I just like to implore you to stay away from those student loans if you're considering them at all. Because honestly, I wish we had. Instead, We took the fact that we had that significant medical debt and all of those loans as a reason to put our loans into forbearance. If you don't know what forbearance is, it's essentially just taking a time off from having to make your monthly payments. The interest still accrues on the loan, but you don't have to make the payment. And that leaves money in your pocket, right? At least at the time we thought that was what it did and we thought it was the right choice. But Long term, it's created a host of issues, and now I'm 12 years out of school, and we are still making huge student loan payments. 
but really that's a story for another day. So there we were, plugging along, spending nothing, sticking to our budget plan, using cash, and it finally happened. After a year of making consistent payments and not overdrafting our accounts, we paid off a credit card. Seriously, folks, it actually happened. I get goosebumps thinking about it because at the time, I just don't think I actually knew it was a possibility. But it was. And it set the tone going forward that there was a light at the end of the tunnel and it was possible to get there with the income we currently had. It was possible. It actually happened. This is the point that I wish I could take a break from talking and simply listen to your story. If we were sitting across the table from one another, I'd bet that you'd say that part of my financial story is a bit similar to yours. Perhaps you've felt the weight of constant debt and constant bills. Maybe you've struggled to make a payment or take care of an emergency situation. And honestly, maybe you still are. I'd just like to say that I know that taking the initiative to get your finances in order can be a lonely journey. Sometimes it's hard to admit that you are in it over your head and don't know which way is up anymore. It can seem easier to hide the truth and pretend like everything is going well, when in reality you are lying awake at night scared about the expenses of the upcoming month. Worried to check your bank account, for fear it will tell you what you already know. Friend, that's why I'm here. I'm not telling you to go out and get another job. I know that while it might seem counterintuitive, having more income doesn't necessarily solve the problem. I'm not saying it will be easy. My journey definitely hasn't been. In fact, it might get harder before it gets easier. What I am telling you is that I'd like to walk alongside you throughout this process to see you succeed in meeting your goals. I want to come alongside you when you are frustrated and struggling and provide practical resources and information to help you get through those times. Then, once you've gotten through those times, I want to be able to celebrate with you when you do what right now feels so impossible. Because the truth is, I don't want anyone else to walk through their financial situation the way I did, lonely and insecure. As for the rest of our story, It's been one learning experience after another, and I plan to share those with you in the future. Let me be honest with you. We aren't debt-free yet, but we are close and getting closer each and every day. It's not been an easy process, but I can promise you it's been totally worth it. I know the same can be true for you, whether your goal is debt payoff, savings, or planning for the future in another way. I'm hoping you'll allow me to walk alongside you as you succeed at meeting your wildest dreams. What do you say? Are you interested in joining me? Over the next few weeks, we are going to walk through some goal-setting techniques specifically related to your finances. We are going to evaluate some organizational options to help you stay on task, and we are going to dream big when it comes to our futures. So make sure if you haven't yet, that you click the subscribe button on this podcast so you don't miss a thing. If you'd like to get a head start when it comes to your goals, I highly recommend checking out my five-day Achieve Your Goals course. It's completely free, comes with worksheets to help you narrow down those goals and get you started achieving them. And it'll find its way directly into your email inbox. 
You can find the link in the show notes below so that you can sign up for it. In the meantime, friend, I am celebrating you. Taking this first step toward learning to live well on your actual income is huge. And I can't wait to hear how it plays out for you. So until next time, go out there and achieve your dreams and have a fantastic day. Bye now. Thanks for listening to the Financial Fix-Up Podcast with Sarah Brumley. If you like this show and want to know more, check out lemonblessings.com. As always, I'd love to know what you are thinking, so make sure to leave a review wherever it is you listen to this podcast. Have an awesome day.